Hi, leaders, and welcome to Connections, the podcast. My name is Jennifer Iverson, and I am so grateful for the ways that you have stepped up and served our moms this year. You are showing them how to live all for love. Did you know that January and February are really hard months on our mental health? I know you do because as we've talked to you over the last several weeks, we have heard many of you say that you're tired or you're overwhelmed. I think the word exhausted was a word that I heard regularly from many of you. So I want you to know that you are not alone. Many of us are feeling like this. We want to walk alongside you in this journey. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about four simple and free, I just want to point out, four simple things that you can do to improve your mental health. But before we dive into our conversation, I just want to make a note that if you are struggling with anxiety or depression or any other mental health issues that need more than just the four things we're going to suggest today, would you please seek some professional assistance? You can contact your doctor, your general practitioner, or you can visit nami.org for resources in your area. Today, we are going to talk to Nicole Yenter. Nicole is a licensed counselor in the state of Mississippi. She has been a middle school counselor, She has raised three amazing, rambunctious boys. Um, She is now in private practice, and I think you're going to enjoy our conversation. Let's talk with Nicole Yenter. So today we have joining us Nicole Yenter. Nicole is a licensed counselor. She was a middle school counselor. Um, She has three amazing boys and then um, also is Uh, in private practice now. She's worked in rehabilitation centers, teen girls' homes, churches, camps, coffee shops. That's what you do when you're a a telehealth, right? Um, So Nicole loves coffee and a good book. Uh, She loves mountain views and she is a new chicken mom. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be here. I love that you also identify yourself as a chicken mom. That is, that is awesome. These chickens were a pandemic purchase and they have become a daily joy for us. They're so fun running around our yard. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Nicole, the reason for our conversation today, the reason we asked you to, to come and talk to our leaders is we know in leadership, it's really hard to separate being a mom from being a leader because they're both, you know, in our, in our MOPS world, they are both. And when we were chatting with our leaders, some of the words that we're hearing from them are that they're tired, they're overwhelmed, they're exhausted, they're anxious, they're burned out. Like these are words we hear on a regular basis. And um, this time of year, this January, February, dark winter for those of us in the Northern hemisphere, that it's a hard time of year. And so we thought the best thing we could do is bring in someone that is a licensed counselor to give us some 
tips and kind of help us turn those descriptions around because we don't want to live like that. Um, so do you have some tips for us to help us get out of that sort of exhausted, overwhelmed spiral that we can, we can fall into? Absolutely. I am. I'm so glad to hear that's being talked about this, the anxious, the overwhelmed, the burnout, I think can so often become this silent battle, right? We are living in our own mind, feeling like we have to do everything. Every single thing is up to us, um, which easily we can, we know leads to resentment, leads to frustration, um, feels isolating, um, no one understands what I'm going through. I just need to work a little harder. Uh, So, you know, just to be able to speak about it and to really truly say the words, I am overwhelmed. I am tired. I am exhausted. I know that sounds um, simple to just say, let's name it. But really, once we name it, I think um, we can find connection and hopefully we can find somebody else that says me too or how can I support you? Or um, let me just sit with you here because this is hard. Uh, I think too often we we don't say the word. Sometimes we feel, um, what if it means I'm not good enough? What if it means I'm not uh, meeting everybody's standards? What if it means I just can't do it? And yet when we use those I am words, um, people generally are not horrified. They're, they're, they're generally sympathetic because I bet they too feel that way. And how can we connect and just um, move forward together with that? Yeah, I think I might've actually uttered those words to myself. I just need to try a little harder sometimes. We do, we set um, crazy expectations for ourselves. And I think the me too element, while that that has um, uh, in our society taken on some sexual abuse association, I think there is still that element of bringing it out of the the secret or the feeling like we have to be super strong. Um, It's probably why mommy TikTok is so big right now. You know, we get to see we're not the only ones still in our sweats at 3 p.m., you know, with our hair in a mom bun or whatever. Um, My favorite is the, I'll have to link to it in the show notes, but my favorite one right now is the mother that admits that for two years, she was celebrating her son's birthday on the wrong day because she, <laughs> and it's like one of my biggest fears whenever I call somebody and they're like, what's your child's birthday? I'm like, oh shoot, I have got to get it right. I just It's become even more for me. How old am I? And what is my birthday? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so- I do. I do ask my kids, how old am I? Uh, You know, like, wait, I have to do the math. How do I subtract my year from 2022? Yeah, I know. I know it's true. It's true. But I think just knowing that we aren't the only ones that feel like that, um, that's huge. Well, and it's, it gives us this moment of pause and humor to laugh with the mother. But if we really think about it, it, it really is that, um, just joint burden that we have. And if we can, I mean, some of my best times or most important times I should say as a mother is I could feel myself after a week um, feeling fried or something. And if I could reach out, I had some of those reach out times to a friend or a mom and just for them to say like, it's been hard for me too. I mean, the burden lift 
was significant and it, it really does um, help. So, and if we're talking about TikTok, I feel like we have to talk about Bruno or not with Encanto um, because we can talk about Bruno. That's what we know, right? Bruno's getting all this, you know, that he's got the great song, but I was enchanted by the women on this movie, right? And just these, um, man, they are powerful characters. And I thought the star was really Louisa. And if we talk about overwhelm, I think we have to talk about Louisa. She's the really strong one, has to carry everything, has to do everything. And her song really becomes like, who, who am I and what value am I if I let this go or I can't do it or it's too hard, right? Um, Does that not just sound like a mom anthem? Yes. Be in Canto and say, I I have to do it all. I have to be strong. I have to carry it. I have to hold it. The other, I saw two other mom characters, right? Isabella, she's the one who has to do the flowers and yet everything has to be perfect and live up to somebody else's standard of beauty and what makes her good enough. And she can't find a new way or something different or something creative, the, the auntie who controls the weather, you'll notice her hair is fried out the whole time. She's like a nervous wreck because she has to create sunshine wherever she goes. Right. And, and is not allowed to have those feelings, um, of anything other than sunshine and that such a burden, right? I mean, those, all of those things. And then there's Mirabelle again, another mother who may be feeling of like, feels like she didn't have a gift or what she's doing is invisible or no one can see her. Um, and yet she's running so hard to be an important member of the family. Um, and the magic really starts to fade until everybody connects and says, this is what's happening. <laughs> and, and then they can work together and like see each other and truly notice what's happening with each other. Um, That's really it too, um, is that things don't start to work until they start to be truthful and talk about what they're really, what they're really feeling, what they're really experiencing. And there's freedom in that truth. I think we, we often think that we have to have it all together, whether we're making roses or weather or smiles (laughs) or whatever. It's very true. You're going to make me need to go back and rewatch this movie again, which I cried through half the movie already (laughs) once it's, you know, Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. We all need to watch it again. I give you permission. That's, that's watch right. it again. Sing the songs. <laughs> take the notes. Um, and and if that is not a let's pray post pandemic movie, yeah. uh, anthem. I think it. I think we can all have some freedom if we can just name, like you said, name some of what we're experiencing. So that's excellent. Okay. So first thing is to just be willing to speak it out. Name it. Tell, tell the truth about how you're feeling and why. What are some other things that can help? Well, I'm going to give what people might say is a very simple task. I'm going to say our brains are so busy and our brains are running like wild. Let's make a list. Now that <laughs> sounds like, hooray, I'm going to make a list just so I can cross things off and feel good and accomplish things. And while that is, yes, that feels great. I want to make a list and can we um, evaluate it? Can we step back for a minute and really look at what's, first of all, what's being expected of us or what we are expecting of ourselves? But 
look at this list and say, um, what is mine? What is actually the thing that I alone am required to do? Only I can do this, nobody else. Um, and then what Which can you I look just at? I just have to say really quick, <laughs> if you answer fold the towels, that is not truthful right there. <laughs> like I don't let anybody else in my family fold the towels because they don't do it properly. Like it's just wrong. But every once in a while, I have to say that one needs to get crossed off my list and somebody else needs to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, now, yes, some of those things don't feel good to give away or we would rather do them ourselves, but it's not always necessary. And sometimes, I mean, so we can look at that and we can say, what is really something I could give away or is, is maybe not even my job or I need it to be somebody else's job um, or what's on there that feels too big. And maybe that goes back to naming it, but what feels too big, um, or needs some help or some support or, um, or somebody else's talents, frankly, like it's okay to say that too. And is there something we can cross off, right? Not to the, sometimes the simple stuff, sure. But sometimes like, um, your brain can be like, it's beautiful, but it's also like a toddler who is always asking for a snack all the time. It wants to remind you of all the things that you might forget. And so maybe you're thinking about your Labor Day vacation all the time. Well, let's, it's not important to put on the list right now. Let's move it to its appropriate time slot and, and push it down. Um, and so that we can free up the important stuff. And with that, can we name what's really important on our list? Can we, if we looked at it and could we say, what's the one thing here? What's this? If I only finish one thing, this is the one that needs to be it. And I think if we can focus on the one thing sometimes, um, hopefully some other things could fade or feels better to let them fade because we did our one thing and let's be proud of accomplishing our one thing. Um, no matter how many things we got done, if we did the one, it feels better. Right. Absolutely. I think sometimes one thing I tend to do, um, this is a phrase my kids call me out on. Sometimes I'll say like this family room is a disaster. And, um, one of my kids love him dearly. He'll go really, really like, are the walls still standing? Are there tree <laughs> branches coming in the windows? Is it really a disaster mom? And it's like, okay, reality check. In my mind, what I see is the blankets on the floor and the shoes and the dishes and the pillows and all of these things. And because my mental list is 15 things long, it feels like a disaster. But if I actually sat down and wrote out a list of things, I could be like, oh, if two of us took five minutes, we could put this family room back together. Yeah. That does not make it a disaster. And sometimes there's some reality in that when you can actually stop and think. So it's pulling the perspective in. I think there is sometimes peace of knowing like the family, if the family room were in a better place, it would help clear up some other things. So let's, yeah, let's gather the support because this thing is, it feels really important. So let's get it yes. done. <laughs> yes. That's okay too. I think we all probably have, um, you know, talking about our house, we probably all have spaces in our house. We, we may never have realized it where if that one thing is clean, we can deal with chaos in other places. But if that one thing is not clean, then our whole like 
we just can't even function. For me, it's my bed. My bed has to be made or I feel like everything is chaos. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I do. I think that's I think that's important. I love the idea though of making a list and recognizing being able to look at that list and say what really matters about yeah. this. Because yeah. there are lots of things in my head and on my list that don't matter at all. And nobody can meet the expectations that I set for myself sometimes. I mean, that is, that is excellent. Excellent. We demand quite often. I mean, I do, I am, I'm a struggling perfectionist. We demand that perfection. And sometimes it's really, it's okay to let it be done differently or by somebody else, because we know we need that bandwidth for our own thing that really is ours. Over the holidays, I saw one of those funny memes that make that just made me sound like super old. One of those memes things that the young <laughs> people are doing. There you go. Love that. Um, but it said, if you go to somebody's house over the holidays, make sure you comment on how clean their baseboards are, which was hilarious because <laughs> you would never do that as a guest, right? Like you walk into somebody's house, you don't even notice whether they had baseboards or not. But for us as um, a hostess, or I should say for me as a hostess, when I start prepping, that's one of the things that makes my list. Like somebody needs to go dust the baseboards. And, you know, that's, by the way, that is an excellent toddler job. Here's a, here's a rag, go dust the baseboards. Um, But truly it's not, it, it is not something that matters, but it's something that sometimes we set as an expectation, you know, my baseboards have to be clean. I will not bring a white glove to your house next time I'm there. Absolutely. I'm seeking the connection. Honestly, I'm seeking the connection more than your clean shelves. So absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I, I hope so. Okay. So we've acknowledged our feelings at least I hope we've acknowledged our feelings, but this is a thing to do. And we're, I want to point out too, we're not saying do these in order, you know, so you, you can choose what works best for you in the place that you are right now. But one tip was to acknowledge our feelings and say them out loud. Another one is to identify what's important, what matters the most. What else? Well, we get to take a break. (laughs) Doesn't that sound great? It does. It does. does. Part of what I want to say too about the making a list, I think, like I said, with our brain just constantly running, if how can we let ourselves then take a mental break, right? Part of the writing it down is to literally tell our brain, I've got it. Please be quiet for a minute. And, Mm -hmm. you know, honestly, I've had clients and people in my office where, it's such a struggle to let something go. And I know that too, for myself, can we even do little things like, do we need to set a timer? Is something going on so much in your mind that it's taking up too much time, right? And it's, it it really is overwhelming. Set a a timer for yourself and say, I'm going to think about this for another 10 minutes brain. And then I need you to come back tomorrow. Same time, same place, 10 o'clock. I'll think about you again, but not right now. So like, let's, let's take a mental break. Um, and it takes practice because your brain is used to running. And so, you know, it might need a a change of uh, scenery or, or something dramatic, you know? And so that might be, okay, well now let's take a physical break to, um, 
And I think self-care, we, we glorify it, right? Like let's take our five hour spa vacation and sounds lovely, but it feels so indulgent and of course impossible. And, uh, like I could never do that. And so let's take little moments, you know, I have a, um, a really long driveway, so I love to, you know, volunteer for the mail <laughs> to the mail <laughs> shift because I can take a pretty slow walk down to the mailbox and, and it's okay if it's four 45, five o'clock busy time at home, but I can take 10 minutes to walk to my mailbox or, you know, look around, look at the trees, honestly, and look at the sky, recognize you are not it. You know, I mean, there's more in the world happening. There's beauty. There's um, something beyond just us and, and everything that's in our brain. Take that deep breath and um, do those things. Uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, we we talk at MOPS a lot about self-care, um, but it's hard sometimes to make our brains understand the concept that self-care could mean, you know, a two-minute step outside to take yeah. some deep breaths yeah. and, um, and change of scenery. It doesn't have to mean, um, you know, a hundred dollar massage or, uh, you know, a trip to the beach. And I think our brains automatically think that's what self-care means, or I'm going to go take an uninterrupted bath. Well, I, you know, your bathtub may be littered with bath toys and little fingers under the door or children standing next to the bath. That's not calm and quiet, right? Well, and then you get mad because you can't, you can't have it, right? Um, Find the things that you can have and can give yourself, right? Um, And it, it really might just be a walk outside. And if you must take your children, I think fresh air can solve a lot of problems with kids too, <laughs> you know, um, change of scenery for them and for us is very valuable. Um, also, you know, like we said with our list, give yourself permission to cross off something or to like put it for tomorrow or just give yourself that grace to say like, it, it's okay that that thing didn't get done today. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think too, like you said, it gives you a mental break. Like I know, um, even, even remembering to put something on a shopping list, if I think about it, Oh, I need to put that on my shopping list. And then maybe 20 minutes later, I'm like, okay, don't forget to put that on your shopping list. It's like, it's constantly bugging me. It's like a gnat bugging me, put this on the cup. And then I get to my shopping list and I was like, what was I going to put on my shopping list? And it's just this, it's this cycle. And so being able to make a list to set things where you're going to just physically write it down or physically type it into your phone or something. It, it releases it from your brain and yeah. releases you from the reminder of that and really does quiet your brain a little bit. That's true. Yeah. And it's so, so valuable. It really is. Um, absolutely. Well, I know those seem simple, um, but sometimes simple is the best. You know, yeah. I think of my grandmother, whenever i I'd tell my grandmother I wasn't feeling good or something. Um, my grandmother was always like, well, how much sleep did you get? And are you drinking your water? And did you eat your green vegetables? And did you go for a walk? And you're like, what? Like, <laughs> what is that? And then you stop and you go, okay, wait a minute. That's simple. It's easy. It's free. And it really does make a huge 
huge impact on us. And so, um, you know, telling the truth, speaking things out loud, making a list, breathing fresh air. Like I know they seem like simple things, but they really can have a huge impact on overwhelm and anxiousness. Absolutely. And building upon those, just one step of those at a time, each one adds a little bit more to your, to the rest and to the quiet, hopefully. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I encourage our leaders to, to pick something today, quite frankly, even if you're not describing yourself as feeling anxious or overwhelmed or um, tired, but pick one of these things and try it and um, put it a toolbox, a tool in your toolbox. That's what we're, that's what we'll call it. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. Is there anything else you want our leaders to know? Can we go back and evaluate to all of the good that you have done? Um, that's my final thought is to say, um, let yourself recognize the accomplishments that you've made and the impact you've made. Um, maybe some of those lists you can look back over time and see all of the things that you have done and you are doing good work, even when it doesn't feel like it. Maybe even ask somebody or ask your group, how's it going and, and get some feedback, but let yourself acknowledge the good things that you've done because I know you're doing good work. That is, that is excellent. Taking the time, taking the time to, to notice that. And I love how you said, you know, ask your group, ask your, your leadership team. Um, quite frankly, I think you could probably ask your kids and your spouse and they'd yeah. probably tell you some good things too. A church I was at years ago used to have this practice and they would start all of our our staff meetings with what they called were let's share some yay gods. And it was like, what's something God has done this week or what's something that is good from this last week. And we would share the good things. And when you were done talking, everybody would go, yay, God, which, okay, that's a little cheesy, but sometimes the cheesy things are the ones that stick in our brains. And um, so I love that. There's a, an acknowledging and gratitude for the good things. Excellent. Thanks, Nicole. I appreciate you chatting with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nicole, for your wisdom. Um, And these are great tips today. Leaders, you can find Nicole at evergreencounselingms.com. And if you live in the state of Mississippi and are interested in setting up an appointment to talk with her as a counselor, you can also find her at that website. I truly believe that talking about these things takes away some of the fear. It shifts our perspective and it deepens our relationship. So leaders, I encourage you to try just one of these tips today. This is the year of big things and talking about and working on our mental health is one of those things. This is a year to live all for love, including loving ourselves.